Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No timeouts for Purdue. It is Stefanovic. Trying to get free from Coucher off the step back. And Minnesota with a whistle at the last moment. Looks like they're going to win the ball game. It has gone final 71-68. It's BetQL Daily with Ryan Horvat and Zach Price on the BetQL Audio Network. Ryan Horvat, Zach Price filling in for Joe Ostrowski. You are locked into the BetQL Audio Network, BetQL Daily. We're going to talk some college hoops. We're live on 1430 in Denver, KCBS HD3 in Los Angeles, part of the BetQL Audio Network. Download the Points Bet app now. Use the code BetQL Daily. You get two risk free bets up to $2,000 when you bet with Points Bet. You get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards all at your fingertips. Download the app now to experience this premium sports book for yourself. Don't forget to sign up with code BetQL Daily to get $2 risk free bets up to $2,000. TNCs apply. Void were prohibited. You must be 21 and over. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. So we got a full college slate tomorrow. Tonight, Illinois is in action. I think that's the only ranked team in action tonight. We bring in now my guy Eli Hershkovich. You can catch his uh, new pod. In fact, Eli, give a, give a plug to that new pod, man. And I'm jacked because I really need help, especially like when I'm when we got 11 games on tap on an NBA Friday and then I'm trying to dive into college and I'm trying to handicap all these games, you and Tom do a great job. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where we could find you now? For sure, man. We talk all things collegiate sports, as you would say Ah! (laughs) on the podcast Saturdays. We're live on Twitter, on Facebook from 10 to 11 central 11 to noon Eastern breaking down all the big college games leading up to the action. So all the line movement, you get everything till tip and then, That's podcasted on Tuesdays. We do a little more uh, title features conversation and then looking at the rest of the week. So we recorded on Tuesday, talked some this past Tuesday, talked West Virginia, Texas tech, looked at the rest of uh, the card for the week and dove into the futures market. It's a great college basketball betting podcast. If you're looking to find out info on how we're making the bets, what goes into the actual bet itself. And that's honestly the most important thing. As you guys uh, talked about props a little bit ago, the why into why you're making that bet. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I'm not just saying this because you're my friend and because you allow me to uh, come in here and get out of waking up super early, but (laughs) it is the best college basketball podcast. And like, honestly, like, like Eli will be breaking down like McNeese state and he knows like, (laughs) and I'm like, you know, I'm just really impressed with that. So, okay, we got one game on tap tonight um, that I care about, and that's Illinois-Nebraska. 
Um, but there are some good matchups. There's some underrated matchups. But then you dive into tomorrow's card, and there's tons. There's Loyola and Drake. There's Carolina, Virginia, Villanova, Creighton. Why don't you just run with it, Eli? What do you like, uh, not only tonight, but uh, mainly tomorrow on that full action-packed card? Yeah, we can quickly start off with tonight, though, with Illinois and Nebraska. And I think they closed as around an 11.5-point dog, 11 and 11.5 against Wisconsin a couple days ago. They lose that game by 13. Now, Nebraska hung around in that one. Illinois has been playing better basketball of late. Uh, winners of four in a row. They just beat Wisconsin last Saturday. Uh, Indiana, as Jake nods his head, big Illinois basketball fan in the studio. Uh, a big overtime win against Indiana last week. Iowa, Penn State before that. So potentially a letdown spot against a Nebraska team, like I mentioned, that is competitive against some of these upper echelon teams in the conference. Now, Wisconsin's offense, they run at such a slow tempo that if they're off in the first half or let's say let's say three quarters of the game, you could hang around and keep it within three possessions. But just because of how inconsistent their offense is, even though you have a pretty good score in Teddy Allen, probably not enough for me to take Nebraska tonight, take the points at around 13, 13 and a half. St. Bonaventure VCU is a huge game in the Atlantic 10. These are two of the best teams in the conference. They're first and second, respectively, in the A-10. Uh, eight and two, St. Bonaventure is in, in the conference, their conference record. And then VCU is seven and two. So huge game, obviously, going into the NCAA tournament about a month and a week away or so. I think we're like 30 days away from actually Selection Sunday, which is pretty awesome, uh, just around that number. I, I like St. Bonaventure a little bit. They, they won this game about a month or a few weeks ago against VCU. VCU was up 15 at the half. St. Bonaventure completely switched its defense, pressed a little bit, turned VCU over, which is what VCU does to the opposition. We saw that going back to, you know, about a decade ago with Shaka Smart and that VCU team that made a run to the Final Four. I really like this St. Bonaventure team, even though St. Louis was projected to finish tops in the A-10. Uh, I think St. Bonaventure is the class of the conference, and we'll see if St. Louis is able to pick it back up where they left off before the COVID layoff, and they've been a little inconsistent ever since. But this is a, a very experienced St. Bonaventure team. For all the people say that St. Louis was experienced and Richmond was experienced coming into the conference this year, um, St. Bonaventure is is damn good, and I think they cover this number as around a two-and-a-half-point dog against VCU tonight. So those are my looks for today, Ryan, and, and then if we want to look at to tomorrow's card. Yeah, I definitely want to look at tomorrow's card because there's some good matchups. Indiana, Ohio State. I, Eli, I'm really impressed with Ohio State, yet I continue to fade Ohio State like every chance I can get. I don't know if it's just because I can't stand Ohio State. I'm really excited for Lyola Drake. I'm excited for Oklahoma, West Virginia. I know you're really high on West Virginia. And then Villanova Creighton is the one that I'm really looking forward to. But as far as um, Saturday slate, you know, which matchups are you most looking forward to? Yeah, let's start off with the best matchup probably on the board in the Big East. You mentioned it, Villanova and Creighton, this one in Omaha. And we've kind of touched on it all week. I know Zach's mentioned it to me. Ryan has too. Home court advantage in college basketball. Creighton's going to have some fans there. So it's not like this is, I would say, the Big 12 and maybe a little bit of the SEC, the only two conferences that allow a, a decent amount of fans, let's say like a quarter capacity in terms of their regular attendance. But Creighton's going to get some fans in there too. Probably one of the only schools in the Big East that lets fans in. And you think about the matchup in this game, Villanova's offense is not concerning. Their defense is probably the most concerning part. If you look at their, where uh, Nova ranks on Kempom and adjusted defensive efficiency, they're 60th, which is not typical of a Jay Wright defense. Just thinking about how good this team is on a season-by-season -season basis defensively. They've taken a step back, and you think about what Creighton can do on, on that side of the ball. They, they love to shoot threes with Balak, 
No Tyshawn Alexander this year, but Zagorowski, they have a ton of shooters on the floor. And that's where Villanova struggles to defend. They're bottom 60 in college basketball in opponents' three-point scoring rate. And obviously Creighton can shoot the heck out of the ball when they're on. It's a tough spot for the Jays just because, I mean, we've seen what they've done defensively. They're, yes, they're top 40 on Ken Palm and adjusted D, but they have not looked impressive in some of these bigger matchups in Big East play. They've had some letdowns going back to that Georgetown loss a, a couple weeks ago. They lost to Providence by four at home. So just two bad losses at home. They lost a, a bad Marquette team going back to the beginning of non-conference uh, play for them. I, I'm concerned with Nova's defense, but I'm also concerned enough with Creighton where this is probably a stay away from me. I lean the Jays because Villanova's defense just isn't up to par against a, a Creighton team that could push the floor and, and combat that Villanova three-point shooting with perimeter shooting of their own. So just a lean, not a, not a strong play uh, by any means for this game, but a huge game on the card for sure. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You lied, Zach. Uh, you know, as a pro better, I'm always trying to keep a power rankings. Uh, you know, in the NFL, we usually have our, our quarterbacks that we follow, the top guys in those teams. In the NBA, it's usually the same thing, and the same guys can uh, lead a team for years. How do you keep track of these college teams? Um, it's one thing with the Big Ten and Villanova you just broke down. It's another with St. Bonaventure, and you get into these other conferences. Uh, for someone that wants to get into betting uh, seriously, how do you how do you keep track? Are you following it in Excel? Are you keeping track of certain conferences separately more than others? Are you keeping track of key players? coaches what do you do it i have a mini model that i started this year i've been capping publicly on twitter for the last four years so obviously when you i mean we watch a lot of college basketball i watch a a ton of college basketball um basically every day of the season and that helps a lot um from an eye test standpoint and then from a market standpoint when you're looking at the way these books are pricing some of these lines like St. Bonaventure VCU for tonight, for instance, I think St. Bonaventure closed as around a two, two and a half point favorite against VCU. The first time these two teams played maybe it opened at around a pick. Now it's VCU favored by two because of a little bit of a revenge spot for, for uh, the Rams and because of the way they've been playing of late uh, in the A-10, just in terms of, again, just an example within the market. So you're always trying to find a, uh, find where the value is within a certain line. And when you look at some of these games coming up tomorrow, Zach, I, Loyola Chicago and Drake, uh, Ryan brought this game up. I really want to hit on this game because it's a huge game, not only in the NBC, but just overall right now in college basketball, everyone's talking about Drake. I think they've only, uh, they've, they haven't, they've lost one game against the spread all season. Loyola Chicago is quietly becoming one of the best defenses in college basketball among mid majors and really all around. Um, if you, if you factor in uh power five programs too. So if Loyola Chicago is able to establish themselves on the glass, which is tough against a Drake team that can really rebound the ball at the defensive end, Loyola Chicago is rebounding the ball better in conference play, but uh, a middle tier overall, especially on the offensive glass and Drake is so good at controlling that uh, defensive glass and that controlling the pace and speeding you up. But Loyola Chicago has a slight size advantage in this game. And I don't think Drake really has a matchup 
to go up against Cameron Crutwig, who's one of the, uh, the better bigs in college basketball and especially among mid-major schools. I think Loyola Chicago, if you look at the Kempom line, they're favored by three. I know that might seem surprising to some, but I think that's about right. Where where are you finding value in college basketball for the most part? I mean, I, I've seen your picks. Um, you've been on fire lately, but are you, uh, you know, as you look back throughout your, your years of handicapping, is your value in the Big Ten? Is it ACC big schools? Or is it like Loyola Chicago, St. Bonaventure type schools? Um, you know, how has that been working for you? Yeah, I would say mainly high high major programs, but I, I mean, I, I pay attention to mid-major stuff too. I'm just betting more um, power five programs. I, I mean, if you look at tomorrow's card, like there are a ton of good spots, situational spots. I know it might seem overrated um, maybe to people that don't follow college basketball as closely. Like, why are you factoring or factoring in a revenge spot or a, a bounce back spot? But that is so important when you're talking about 18, 22 year old kids. Now, to be fair this year, I, I mentioned home court advantage a little bit ago. You're not getting like if you're talking about a 19 year old kid that maybe is playing in a huge game at home. Um, just looking at tomorrow's card, for instance, right? At Arkansas at Missouri, just as, and as an example, Missouri, one of the better teams in the SEC, not necessarily a situational spot, but if Mizzou's playing at home against Arkansas off a loss at Ole Miss earlier this week, I, I wouldn't touch Arkansas, but you're not getting the traditional home court advantage with the exception of a, of a couple of conferences I mentioned earlier. So it, from a situational spot perspective, it's not like that's a guaranteed bounce back for Mizzou. Uh, because it's, again, you're not getting that home court advantage factored in to the line, whether that's baked into your number, whether that's baked into the book's number. So that's really important to factor in. But still, there are revenge spots to keep in mind, like VCU, St. Bonaventure, and other spots like that. Hey, Eli, really quick. If I have a buddy who could still place a wager on an ACC future, who's the best team in the ACC? Who do you see the most value? Let's say uh, said buddy could get Virginia around like plus 300 and maybe the the Knolls around like plus 325. Who's the best team in the ACC? Like, who do you see having the best shot to advance even in the tournament? Uh, Is it Florida State or is it Virginia? Does that buddy like to say collegiate sports? Mm, that buddy does like to say collegiate. Ooh, I think I might know who that is. Um, yeah, I like I like Florida State in the ACC. I think they have a shot to make a run in the NCAA tournament too. This is your typical Leonard Hamilton team. They're super athletic. Um, a ton of good scores. MJ Walker. I mean, I know everyone talks about Scotty Barnes, who's one of the best freshmen in yeah. college basketball, but MJ Walker can really light it up too. And this team can really shoot, and they're pretty good on the glass. You might see some regression from three. I know Reed Wallach was on earlier. He brought up that Wake Forest spot tomorrow. Speaking of situational spots, I think that's a solid play, especially with the COVID layoff. But I would take Florida State over Virginia in the ACC. I'm not super high on this Virginia team. I, Kia Clark is solid. They have good front court players like Sam Hauser and Jay Huff. Uh, but overall, I think they've had a little bit of luck, and we saw this last year too down the stretch in conference play. Florida State would manhandle this Virginia team. I know Virginia wants to play at a slightly slower tempo and and, and try to eke out the possessions and maybe slow down FSU, but if FSU would control the glass in that, that type of a game, uh, Florida State has a little bit more value, and you're getting a better price. I'm with you, and I hate betting against Tony Bennett, but I'm with you there.